0: Welcome to the MLS Leadership Show, I'm Myrna Selsler and I'm the host of the show and founder of the Million Dollar Broker Program, building momentum and leverage in a real estate brokerage. Over the past decades, I've been a broker owner of two successful real estate offices in two very different marketplaces. We work with real estate brokers to overcome the barriers that prevent them from achieving a million dollar net to them business. We help brokers reduce turnover, improve productivity and have predictable sales growth. We're always on the lookout for talented brokers willing to share their secret sauce in running a successful brokerage. Stick around to the end of the show and you'll find out how you can be our next guest and share your unique message about how you lead your brokerage. Hi there, this is Myrna Seltzer with the MLS Leadership Team, founder of The Million Dollar Broker. And today I'm here with Chris Heller from the Heller the heller the home seller team like that's almost a tongue twister you must have clients that go or receptions that hate you for saying that so chris Thank welcome you. tell tell me a little bit about how you got started in real estate
1: sure marina thanks for having me um well, i got i started a long time ago uh, i got my license when i was a sophomore in college and um and uh, started selling uh, started selling residential real estate like in 19 end of 1988 and um So this is like the 32nd year or 33rd year of our, of having a team. And you still,
0: you're not shaking. You're not like spazzed out. Your eyes aren't rolled into the back of your head. Like you're doing okay. It seems like.
1: From uh, for 27 years up until 2010, I, every day, you know, went to work role-played, prospected, followed a schedule uh, and, and, Um, Sold several thousand homes, um, you know, sold over a hundred homes a year for like 28 or 29 consecutive years. Um, And then in 2010, I I took a leadership position in Austin, Texas with uh, Keller Williams at the time. And so I stepped out of the day-to-day running of my team. I still own the team. They're still there. They're very productive and still have lots of clients that we help every day for the last 11 years. Um, I'm just not, going on appointments and, and dealing with transactions anymore.
0: Okay. So you've hired some managers to take care of the day-to-day operations for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so, so what was the philosophy that you had when you started your team? What made you start it?
1: You know, the, the, first of all, there was never a, a goal or intent to start a team. There was a goal and intent to sell a lot of houses. Okay, And in order to do that, I, I needed help. You know, at the end of my first year, as I, my rookie, my rookie year, I sold 27 homes and I worked, you know, day and night, seven days a week. And at the end of the year, I was like, I can't work any harder or any more than I just did. And mm-hmm. how am I going to sell more homes? So the obvious, the obvious solution was to hire someone to do a bunch of the stuff that I uh, didn't like to do. But you would have been hard. really
0: young yet doing this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had, when I hired an assistant, um, I was in an office of like sixty or seventy agents, and no one had an assistant. In fact, I don't know if anyone in San Diego had an assistant. And I was one of the youngest agents in the office, so I hired an assistant, and and um, caught a lot of flack about that. Like the agents were like, yeah, "Who do you think you are, hiring an assistant? Who do you think you are, the president?" And
0: yeah, you I little puppy, you. Like,
1: yeah, and I was like, "Well, what are you doing? You've been stuffing envelopes for f- the last five hours, and I'm hiring someone to do that stuff so I can go sell more houses." So it was, um, it was just, it was just common for me. It was just common sense. Okay. I, I needed more leverage. And so I hired someone and then, you know, then I hired a showing assistant to handle the buyers and the team just grew because the, the business kept growing.
0: Okay. Okay. So when you, I want to talk a little bit about your people. Like how did you end up choosing people? Cause you were pretty young to be making hiring decisions. What, what guided your decision-making process?
1: So it, it, in the early days, there was no process. It was whoever I could find. So my very first assistant was my girlfriend's brother. Okay. Um, and that lasted about a year. And then I put an ad in. And I think I hired the first person that responded. Um, and that lasted maybe a year. Um, neither one worked, were great. Um, but, you know, it, it got me... It got me farther along. And it got you um, thinking some,
0: about what you needed too, I'd expect, or what you didn't need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get, you know, you get more clarity with, with experience of what's, what you want, mm-hmm. what you don't want, what's important, what's not important. Yeah. But it really wasn't like for several years. Like I, I, I made a lot of mistakes in, in hiring and, uh, and managing people early on. Like that was not, it wasn't my focus and it certainly wasn't a strength. And it's something that I really had to develop over time.
0: Okay. What was the pivotal moment where you changed and started to think more strategically about this?
1: I think it was um, after several years of, of of attracting really good people and really talented people, um, but not holding on to them and, and realizing that, you know, I was the common denominator Ooh. and that, you know, the um you know having the attitude that they should all be able to they should be like me they should be focused they should be driven they shouldn't need you know a pat on the back or those type of things because i didn't need those things everyone should be that way and you know it's like (laughs) it it was just so the pivotal moment was really probably just maturity and and growing up and and realizing that i had i couldn't just be the best salesperson. i had to become the best leader also
0: So how did you start to become a better leader? Some reflection I'm thinking, but I I have these things that I think are crystal moments in time where something happens and you are forever changed. So did something happen that forever changed you?
1: Oh, there were lots of things. Um, But, you know, there were, again, some really good people. And every time it didn't work out, it was almost like a breakup. It was. And so, you know, some of those moments were like, Right, I gotta figure this out so yeah I just started doing um I just really started focusing on it. i started reading um tons of of leadership books I started um observing you know other other leaders and learning as much what to do as I was of learning what not to do yeah and and then just started to um you know really work on my my communication I think one of the other things Marta, that as I reflect back is um, when I got exposed, when I really started to understand myself better and I, and that happened when I got exposed to different, um, you know, personalities assessments or behavioral assessments. Yes. And, Do you use them now? Oh yeah. Um, okay. I have of, too. yeah. Lots of different ones. So, you know, when I, and then understanding that, you know, different people and, um, you know, communicate differently and how to communicate differently with different types of people. So developing the versatility and flexibility to to deal differently with different people was a, was a key moment.
0: Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That I find that really interesting because I use that in, in, um, in my brokerage as well. And it was such an, so much easier to coach train and mentor when you knew who you were dealing with and also to know who should, you should bring to your team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and I and I apologize for the background noise. There's construction going on here, but we're behind schedule. So, I'm not going to tell them to stop. I yeah. And, and
0: actually, I, we're, we're not picking it up. We're pretty much just picking up your voice. So, I think that will be good. Okay. Good. So, in 2010, you made some kind of a transition. So, can you speak to what kind of transition that was? Yeah.
1: I was asked if I'd be willing to come to, uh, at the time, I was with Keller Williams, and they asked me if I'd uh, help them. Uh, developed Keller Williams internationally. And so I became the president of, of uh, a new um, entity called Keller Williams worldwide, where we, we developed the plan and then implemented the plan and started opening up Keller Williams around the world. So yeah. um, we launched in over 20 different countries. And, and I did that for five years and learned a lot and um, you know, made a lot of mistakes, had a lot of successes. Did you keep it,
0: your real estate team going during this period of time as well?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it, it actually, it, they actually did better for the first <laughs> few years. Um, That's so, so funny, isn't it?
0: They it do better without you than with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. and, was, and I was the happiest one about it. Yeah. Um, and um, and then, in, so I did that for five years. And then in in um, at the end of five years, they asked me to become the CEO of the company. So I became the CEO of Keller Williams. Um, in January, 2015 and, uh, stayed with KW until April of 2017 is
0: when I left. Yep. So. And what prompted you to leave to corporate? Uh, Cause it's sort of freewheeling owning, being a, having a real estate team and being your own guy. It's
1: yeah. It's yeah. Totally it was, part. um, it was, like, it was a great experience. Um, there were, um, yeah, you know, some fundamental difference of opinions that that it was like, you know, um, it just felt like the the thing to do and the right was the right time to do it. Yeah. Um, and so um, no regrets about about that. In fact, it was one of the No,
0: because you probably you it's sort of like a product, like you you hit your best before date, right? Yeah. You you served your yeah. purpose that needed to be served in that moment in time, and someone new was ready to serve the next purpose yeah which is um yeah. it's it's nice to know um quote Kenny Rogers knowing when to hold them knowing when to fold them right yeah Yeah. so what what did you transition to then since your real estate team is doing I, I better didn't, i didn't
1: have, i didn't have a plan i um that was in like april and then um, in june of that year i met um just by chance uh, the met the ceo and founder of loan depot and loan depot is the the second largest non-bank lender in the U S and the, um, and the fourth largest lender in the U S. Uh, so Laura, very huge company, very successful. The, the, at the time it was a private company and he was the founder and, and anyways, met him and we, we talked about real estate and the industry and, and some ideas. And after, um, after nine more of those meetings, I, uh, I joined him and became the CEO of a sister company called Mellow Home, a sister company to Loan Depot. And so spent um, a year and a half there inside a uh, one of the largest and most productive mortgage companies and learned a ton. Oh. Although I've been in the real estate industry for all these years, uh, being inside a mortgage company was um, super interesting and, and and learned a lot. Uh, and meanwhile, I had already been an investor in, in Ojo and uh, an advisor, and then became a board member. So and what's so, Ojo? Ojo is an Austin, Texas startup company that leverages um, artificial and human intelligence to help consumers uh, through the the buying and selling process. We, um, I'll in fact, I'll just tell you right now, since you asked we uh, we take consumers that um, uh, most of which are l- online uh, looking at properties. They have mm-hmm. questions. They Oftentimes fill out a form, uh, uh, wanting to see a property, asking a question, wanting to know what their home might be worth, whatever the question is. We we call them and talk to each one, find out how we can help them. We then determine, should we introduce them to Ojo, which is our artificially intelligent um, real estate advisor, where they can ask Ojo questions. They can look at properties. Ojo learns about their preferences and curates properties for them based on the traits and characteristics that they've they've. Uh, that we've discovered that they like. Um, and, or whenever they want to or are ready, we'll connect them with a real estate agent. So we are a licensed brokerage um, in, uh, in the US and parts of Canada. And we have uh, agents that, that work for us. And we also have a very large network of, of what we call the Ojo Select Network. And those are agents from other companies um, that we introduce consumers to that want to buy or sell a home, and these agents pay us a referral fee.
0: So, when I was running wine brokerage, one of the challenges was online leads. To be nice about it, were crap. Like, and yeah. you're paying for them and not getting them. They didn't turn out. So, what's the? Is this artificial intelligence the difference with Ojo, so that you are getting actually a qualified lead that will result in in a sale?
1: On, on some of them absolutely that's the difference you know they' they're, they've been incubated or nurtured longer some of them though they they were online filled out a form and we talked to them and they just want to see that house or they want to they want they need an agent to help them and so um, the difference between an online lead is part of it is that conversation so when someone fills out a form and sends you a lead Mira they might be a, a year off from doing something they might be yeah. you, you never know and yeah. Maybe they just had a question. So when we call them, if they just had a question, we'll get them an answer to their question. But if they really wanna see the home and if they're not committed to another agent and they're looking to do something within the next three to six months and they want us to introduce them to a great agent, then we'll do that right then and there with them on the phone. So it's a live introduction to one of our agents in, in the network. And so that makes that's that's different than just getting a cold lead in your inbox of someone that's yep. filling out a form. This person has sort of raised their hand multiple times saying, yes, I want to talk to an agent.
0: Okay. So your the closing ratio would be much, much higher than than the, the way I described things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so you said something about Ojo select agents? Like how do people have to qualify to fit into your system?
1: yeah so we um uh, typically in most areas we look for agents who have been in the business for at least three years and have sold at least 25 homes in the previous 12 months so we're looking for experienced agents that that know how to provide a great experience to consumers okay and um and we have a little over ten thousand agents so far um we're just as i mentioned we just launched uh well we launched a couple months ago in toronto and now we're launching in several other markets uh, across Canada, in addition to the all 50 states in the U.S.
0: Okay. Is this, um, is it all run out of Texas then or is this a franchise opportunity for people or is it just one kind uh, of head office because of the use yeah, of the technology?
1: Yeah, right. yeah. We, we, we do have multiple offices because, uh, but our headquarters in Austin, Texas, we have an office in Minneapolis. Um, we have an operation in California. And then we have a very large um, operation on the island of Saint Lucia, which is a combination of our call center and the um, what we call the the AITs, artificial Intelligence trainers that that train the machine, you know, by tagging photos and tagging words and tagging phrases, so that the machine keeps getting smarter and smarter.
0: Okay. Could you walk me through it, just a little bit more, so I have a clearer understanding? Like, okay, so I'm wanting to buy. I'm wanting to buy a house for my mom because that's happening today, actually, and she's 86 so, and wants a senior's kind of place.
1: All right, so, what, what, like a lot of consumers, what you would probably do is go online, yeah, and start looking at properties. So, in the U.S., we we have a portal called Movoto, um, movoto.com, and it's the fifth largest portal in the country. So it's behind all the major ones, you know, there's four bigger ones and then the we'll vote. So we have um, literally millions of people going there on a monthly basis. Uh, when, when you see a place that might fit for your mom, you're likely to want information. Now, if you're already working with an agent, you may not be online or you may be online, but you're, you're communicating with your agent constantly. But we know that a big chunk of the buyers, at least 50% of them don't have an agent they're committed to. So they're online and then they get to see something that fits. So you fill it out and go, hey, this might work for my mom. Your phone rings a few minutes later. And this is Chris from And You say, hey, how can we help you? And you may have some questions on the property or you may say, you know, I really would like to go see this.
0: Okay. So, and Chris, are you from my community then?
1: No, this is uh all those calls are generated from our, our call center.
0: Okay. So to get, to qualify me a little bit before you waste the agent's time.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so we don't want to waste your time either.
0: Yeah. Right. So, okay.
1: Um, yeah. We have um, about 300 people in, in that operation. Okay. So then we talk to you and, and if you truly um, if the next best thing for you is being introduced to an agent, then we'll do that. We'll send out a text message to as many as three to five agents while we're on the phone with you. The first one that, that clicks on the link in the message to to accept the introduction, uh, a minute later, they'll fo- their phone will ring. And we'll say, hey, uh, Jeff, this is Chris Mojo. I have Myrna on the line. She's looking for a property for her mom in this area. We told her you were a great agent and you'd be in good hands with her. And then you guys take it from there. Okay. We then have a, a concierge team that stays in touch with you as the consumer and with the agent throughout the process, just to make sure you're getting everything you need and that things are moving smoothly in the right direction.
0: Okay. So you said that you would get individual agents that sign up with you to do this. Would you, would brokerages be able to sign up so that they in fact could control some of the leads and offer this as an additional service to their salespeople?
1: Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, the short answer is no, um, it, this is a direct to agent referral network. Okay. Um, so the, um, uh, we do have a, 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 different program for brokerages who have their own leads and we call that Ojo conversion Boost. So some brokerages generate a lot of leads, um, uh, either organically or they're buying leads from, from aggregators and, um, you know, they may not have a call center or they may not want to be in that business. They may not have ISAs or they do a good job with it. Their agents may not, you know, follow up on things. So they outsource that to us.
0: I wanted you. I wanted you. Where were you? Uh,
1: we, um, and so we have brokerages that say, send us all their leads. We take them through our process. And then when that consumer wants to, or is ready to connect an agent, then we send them back to whatever agents the brokerage is designated would be getting those opportunities.
0: Wow. Wow. Because it's that incubating period, that, that babysitting of them that's so time consuming and, and where they fall through the cracks.
1: Yeah. And, and like running a brokerage is a lot of things, right? I've, um but you know not everyone wants to run this type of operation. and but so, it's a
0: value add to their salespeople if they can give them more leads and more qualified
1: leads. Huge value add maybe maybe one of the biggest value adds
0: one of the, yeah I'm quite I'm really intrigued by that from a brokerage level because adding more services as a point of differentiation for you as a brokerage can just can change everything.
1: Yeah. And then, and absolutely. And even if you're simply letting your agents know about the Ojo Select network, you're providing value to them by, by, by telling them about something that they could use to augment their business or add more uh, sources of business to their, to growing their business. And, and you're the one that told them about, so you're the one they're going to be thanking
0: yeah, and you're the one that's sort of on, as a broker, then you're the one that's on the leading edge knowing what's going on in the marketplace. So, yeah, there, there's huge value to attach to that as well because yes. not every agent is going to fit every client. So, to have more than one per client, more than one of your agents within the OJO network is not a disservice.
1: No, no, and that, that happens quite often.
0: Okay, okay. So, you've um, had an interesting career starting in real estate, selling residential, like at like 19, 20 years old. And here you are now with Ojo still a, a team in the bubbling in the background. What do you like best about you, what you've done and where are you going from here?
1: Um, well, I've done so many things and and for the most part, I like it all. I mean, I like, I like competing with myself to get better. I like, um, I got a call yesterday. I still occasionally get calls. They don't all go to my team. I got a call from a client from like 25 years ago, and you know it's a long time. Um, and we I've did multiple transactions with them. And, and you know he's calling to refer me one of his lifelong friends. And so that's like a those for agents. You know when I put my agent at that doesn't get any cooler than that.
0: That's like a big virtual hug, isn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 So um yeah but where things are going like I'm really excited about um, being part of this company. We have a, f- a phenomenal team we have a lot of opportunities to do some big things and make a big impact in the industry and uh, so that's exciting so my focus and effort is on you know helping us succeed at the highest level.
0: So what's interesting to me too is when you talk about artificial intelligence, imagine myself to be a real estate agent. Like I sort of get this panic that you're going to take my job away from me, but the way no. you've described it, that in fact is not what's going to happen at all. In fact, you're enhancing my job. You're making my, it's sort of, you know, what? it reminds me of, it goes back to your early days when you hired the first assistant in your office, you're taking yeah. away something, you're gaining more leverage to use your word and getting me more effective.
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, look, there's certainly companies out there that, that want to replace or displace agents. Um, we're not one of them. So okay. The, um, no, we, we, we've, we've, we, we want to have the happiest consumers and the happiest real estate agents. And if we accomplish those two goals, then we know we're winning. Okay. Um, you, know, you also asked me so where, you know, where I see myself going. I've always operated um, with the philosophy that if I do a great job, and get phenomenal results that opportunities will present themselves. So I'm not, um, I've, I've always had goals, but my goals have never been around, you know, I want to be leading this company or the CEO of that company. And I, I just want to do such a good job and get such great results that it would be obvious that someone would want to talk to me about that.
0: Okay. And, yeah. And that's it's the natural it. outflow. The natural flow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, as we wind this up, if you were to give advice to anyone or tell me something that I don't know that would be interesting to people, what would be either your advice or both even what, what, what don't people know that you think would make a difference?
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. In, in our industry, there are things that were true 20 or 30 years ago that are still true today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of agents still haven't figured it out, and and so I don't know if I if I can say anything that you or someone doesn't already know, but I can certainly say some things that would remind someone, um, you know, for the for the newer agents out there especially. There is one way to get better, and that is to practice, and and you don't want to practice on, on on your customers. You, know, you want to practice your scripts, your scenarios, your objection handlers, your, your presentations. You want, to, you want to be a professional at the highest level. And the only way that you get really good is to practice. Uh, and I don't see enough agents. I never really have seen enough agents do that. Um, you know, I would get in my office early in the morning and I'd be role playing and practicing and agents would start rolling in. And I'm sure they thought I was out of my mind. Uh, yeah. But there was a reason why I sold more homes than any of them by, by a, a, a large magnitude. And, and it was those, those type of things. So I'd say the other things, the other sort of things would come under the advice category is to, goals are important. Everyone knows that. But goals without a specific plan on how you're going to accomplish those goals and then what the activities are that you need to do in that plan on a daily, weekly, monthly basis are the keys to actually achieving those goals. And that's where, you know, for new agents and newer agents, I would, um, would hope that they'll, they'll listen to that.
0: Yeah. And I can see your energy shift when you talk about that, you speak of that, speak about that with absolute determination. Like this is what needs to be happening, what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's all the other things. There's you know there's leveraging technology and and doing things to um, to market ourselves effectively and and provide value and all those things but you know consumers consumers have lots of options and and consumer expectations are you know through the roof you know all of us as consumers what we expect and how we expect things to happen is like and we yeah. want, you know, speed and, and transparency and, and, and seamless and all those things. So as agents, we have to just make sure that we're providing that type of experience.
0: Okay. Well, Chris, thanks so much for your time today. This has been really interesting. So Chris is Chris Heller with Heller, the home seller team, sort of bubbling along in the background. But where his prime focus is right now is Ojo Select Network. Can you just tell us the um, URL for Ojo?
1: Yeah, it's, it's ojo.com, uh, ojo.com. Couldn't get Where any our easier. New, our new site in Canada uh, is, uh, so that's our, our corporate site. Our new consumer site in Canada is ojo.ca.
0: Okay, easy, easy peasy. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been a real pleasure. So again, uh, it's you. Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show and founder of The Million Dollar Broker. And I've been speaking with Chris Heller. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. for listening to the mls leadership show if you're a real estate broker owner or manager and would like to be a guest on the show please visit mlsleadership.com guest if you got some value out of this interview subscribe below and share this on your social media hashtag mls show download us in your podcast player right now please give us a thumbs up rating and review the show share the value you receive from listening in connect with me via social media check out our website at mlsleadership.com and see if there's some ideas you can use in your own brokerage. It's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show and founder of The Million Dollar Broker. Thanks for listening.